0: So you may have noticed that the show's title has changed. Yes, we are now two packs. T-W-O packs. No a week. No a month. No a day. No a year. We chopped it off. It wasn't working. Everybody was calling the show two packs a day. The pun didn't work. That's okay. So now we are two packs and we changed the episode titles the way that they're worded as well. Just trying to make things more convenient and awesome for you, make the show easier to listen to. And if you've got suggestions for packs you want to see us open, for guests you want us to have on, for things about the show, let us know on Twitter. That's the best way to get in touch with us. It's at 2 packs Podcast. That changed too. It's at 2 packs podcast, TWO T-W-O, Podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and here's the show. Hi, True Believers. This is Stan Lee, and I want to be sure to see you at my Los Angeles Super Comic Icon on October 28th to 30th. And be sure to use code meltdown for 12% off your tickets. Excelsior! This episode may contain strong language, nudity, and dated pop culture references. Parental discretion is advised. Before we get started today, I just wanted to thank everybody so far who has purchased a copy of my new book, Dream It, Screw It, 30 Years of Rejected Disney Attraction Ideas from Dip Disney. Thank you so much for picking it up on Amazon at your local indie bookstore. It helps me. It helps the show. If you haven't yet, it's a hilarious book. It features such ridiculous Disney ride ideas as the Haunted Mansons, the Hinden sky resort judge doom's tune execution room and it's beautifully illustrated by four amazing indie cartoonists so the book is dream it screw it thank you so much for picking it up for those of you who did pick it up please review it on amazon because it totally helps thanks and on with the show from the softer side of meltdown comics it's two packs with me jeffrey golden Welcome to Two Packs, the trading card comedy show where we open up packs of weird, retro, well-priced trading cards with a funny friend. And this week I'm joined by the pop culture illustrator behind Law & Order Valentines and the hilarious coloring book Astonishing World of Art. Ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Bird. Hello. Brandon, thanks so much for joining me here. Hey, no
1: problem. Glad to know I'm a silly friend. Funny friend. Oh, But you're also
0: silly too. You're both. both. yeah. If they're not mutually exclusive. No, no. Many silly folks are funny. Many mm-hmm. funny folks are silly. Although I guess some could be funny and not silly. Somebody who's very droll, perhaps. A dry wit. Like
1: Fraser is not silly.
0: Not a silly guy. Not no, silly. not silly. Maybe the dog you could classify as silly.
1: I think Niles is silly.
0: Niles is silly in a foppish sort of way. Yeah. Who's your favorite Frasier character? Is it Niles? Is it the dad? I kind of like the dad. That's fed.
1: pretty good. I mean, I can tell you the least essential Frasier character is Bulldog.
0: I don't even know who Bulldog, Bulldog is. Bulldog
1: is—he was like the sports oh, guy the, at the radio station. Great. And he had like a very small part to begin with. And then in the middle of the show, what, season three or four or something, they made him a regular. But he still wasn't in
0: it that much. That's weird. So there are
1: all these cast photos from that time. (laughs) You're like, okay, it's the cast. of Who's that guy?
0: I know Roz. I know Niles. Yeah, like recently that was like a
1: Al Hirschfeld cartoons. Great, and he did a (laughs) a cast portrait drawing of Fraser. They're just these excellent caricatures. And then it's who's oh Bulldog? Get out of there, Bulldog!
0: Al Hirschfeld was still drawing caricatures in 1990. yeah, or yeah, was, it must, Was that his last caricature? No, no <laughs> was just he, did, like he, his, he did them. On his he, deathbed, just bulldogged, I mean, I, and then he died.
1: The, he, he died more recently than one would think. Oh, crazy. And yeah, he was just doing That's illustrations awesome. up until his demise, is That's my understanding. Cool. Al Hirschfeld.
0: We don't have to put Al Hirschfeld over.
1: <laughs> he's, his work speaks for itself, uh, right, right, I right, think. Right, right. If he were still alive, he'd be doing podcasts.
0: He would be. <laughs> but he's not, and you are. Yeah. You've taken his place in the pop culture (laughs) canon, clearly. This is a very special show we're going to do today because with a typical episode, I go on eBay, I pick up two packs of weird trading cards, I open up one, you open up one, we talk about them, we goof around. It's a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, but this is a very special episode. You can hear the soft music playing because you actually created your own trading cards and that's the first group of trading cards we're going to be looking at today. These are Sears. Sears Legends trading (laughs) cards. These are trading cards depicting various Sears locations from across the country. Mm -hmm. And Um, if you
1: flip them over and you've got your Sears facts.
0: We got to talk about these. And then we're also going to be opening up in the second half of the show, Congo the movie. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go from Sears to the equally exciting location of Congo (laughs) to laser blast some (laughs) apes. one. So let's talk about Sears Legends. How did these trading cards get into my hands here? <laughs> what is the story? Because well, the starter is yeah, a yeah. Kickstarter. First, first,
1: I had to visit every Sears store in America. Right, I'm just exaggerating. I only visited like 50 of them.
0: That's still a lot of Sears locations. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Trying to make this Sears story as succinct and to the point as possible. (laughs) I'm a painter mostly, and one of the first things I painted when I learned how to use oil paint was sort of an impressionist landscape of a Sears store, the Sears in my hometown of Sacramento, California. Right. And it was sort of just like if you're in an art museum... What would be the most boring but unexpected thing you could see would be like, wait, why did somebody paint paint a a Sears? Sears?" (laughs) And I always thought it would be funny to kind of expand that and paint a whole bunch of them, a whole bunch of different Sears from different parts of the country, put them in an art show that's the best Sears stores in America. It's a Sears period. Yeah. And the joke would be that they're all just kind of the same, like a beige (laughs) slab building (laughs) with the blue Sears logo. (laughs) And a couple years ago when I wanted to try out Kickstarter, I was like, what could I do? do a Kickstarter. I was like, oh, I could do that Serious thing, like raise money to drive around and paint all these Sears stores. Sort of as a lark, because if I raise the money, great. Yeah. And if you and didn't- if, if you didn't, then I didn't have to actually go <laughs> right. to Sears Either way, you win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I ended up getting double funded. So That's it was, crazy. Okay, I guess I'm going to go to all these Sears stores now yeah. and paint them. So I went with a friend, and we had an enormous time visiting I... all the Sears stores we could
0: I went it. to your talk that you did. Your Sears did, talk. You did a big Sears presentation. Yeah, a uh,
1: slideshow about so, the trip.
0: And it was incredible. Just like the depth, because you do think every Sears is the same. And they're Why really is not. No, they're not at all. They are actually quite different from each other in interesting ways. The logo particularly was an interesting topic, mm. how the logo has changed. You wouldn't think very much looking at it, but when you really study it, it's, oh, I guess, yeah, there are yeah. significant changes. And Sears. just
1: local variations. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> Local like, flavor. Yeah, yeah, you're Sup? like, why did they use red here instead of <laughs> the traditional blue? And anyway, part of the deal with doing the Kickstarter is you have to have rewards, right? And one of the things I had promised was a print set or a set of postcard prints. Very vague. And after this trip, I was like, gosh, I should make trading cards.
0: <laughs>
1: kind of couldn't get that idea out of my head. Cause... Do you like
0: trading cards? Are you a fan of trading cards? Because I definitely am, obviously, because I was yeah, to show you. yeah, I, <laughs> I
1: like the sort of the mundane aspect, right. You know, as a kid, the trading cards I had, they were like the X-Men trading cards, like the power stats on the back. Like Those were cool because it was like brand new artwork, slick packaging. But then you also had stuff like the Ghostbusters 2 trading cards. It's just photos
0: from Ghostbusters Yeah, it's just literally whatever
1: (laughs) photos they were given by the press team. <laughs> and whatever vaguely exciting copy they could come up with. So, most of the times wasn't very exciting. So, it'd be like a kind of boring picture with like a really excited caption.
0: We've opened up some legitimately super boring trading cards on this show. Yeah. yeah. But I am so excited for these cards here, Sears <laughs> Legends, which is hilarious. Obviously, these cards are meant to be boring as a joke. And I find them very exciting because it's so different from anything we've talked yeah, about in the yeah. show before. Before.
1: Yeah, so the print set reward. It was taking me too long to make these paintings. I'm like, oh, I gotta get something out. Because you can get custom trading cards with the whole shebang. With right. like a, The wrapper like, and everything. And, everything. Yeah. and I priced that out and I was sort of like, this is too much for, if I just give people a pack of trading cards, right. I don't want to do like a bait and switch. <laughs> but these aren't prints at all. And just kind of too expensive and too, I'd be left with too many of them. I feel like I couldn't really sell that many packs of series trading
0: cards. <laughs> There's only so many trading card pod Podcasts, you could even open them on to promote them. Yeah, yeah. So not a lot of outlets yeah, yeah. for these. So what I kind of did
1: was I made the print set into a fan club kit. Great. I made up four trading
0: cards. Great. And then... Is that where the button comes from? Yeah, that's the where I, love I made Sears an I love Sear-
1: I Heart Sears button. And this, again, was trying to problem solve where it was like I wanted to get this reward out to people. <laughs> Without waiting another three months to finish enough paintings to right. do so, okay, well, one postcard print will now be four trading cards, just using right. the f- photos I took on the trip, right? Of four different series, <laughs> and then I had four finished paintings. That so I'm like, okay, I'll make postcards of those, and then the fifth will be a little paint by number. You know, you just oh, I just cool. had to draw and put the numbers. <laughs> in. And the kit also came with a little crappy paintbrush, two crappy like little uh, paint pots. <laughs> So I was like, okay, good. And it was kind of weird because I feel like it was, I ended up with a way better reward than was promised.
0: Which is great. Hey, listen, you over-delivered.
1: Kind of. I mean, it was just late because like, like, it's a Kickstarter. Just like but...
0: Sears does. In the spirit of Sears, <laughs> how they over-deliver on good prices and value to America. You over-delivered on your Kickstarter rewards. Yeah. I think that's admirable. Yeah, well let's look at some of these here because these are fascinating. I've got one here. This is Oklahoma City mm-hmm. Sears. So we have a solid color border with a couple different yeah, colors. I kinda, this one is I bright looked red.
1: Up some like sports card Kind of how they did things back in the day.
0: Cause these remind me of the old WWE wrestling cards, yeah, the way they're laid yeah. out. But it is a picture of a Sears. Mm-hmm. And this is what you were talking about. This is the classic beige box Sears. S- sort I of. The,
1: the beige box is the one from Cookville, Tennessee, more than anything. Oh, I see. But this the, one maybe the, has the a Oklahoma little... City is actually from the 50s. Gosh, I wish everybody listening at
0: home could see this. They will be able to. They go to the description. I scan the card, oh, cool, so cool, people cool, can cool. look at it there. Um,
1: yeah, this is actually it's from a period in Sears history when Sears was the most well-capitalized company. They, had, they were just sitting on like more money than any other company, just raw cash. <laughs> so all the stores they they were the they designed, apple of their day. They were, yeah, they were the apple of their day, and every Sears store they put up in the fifties and sixties was architecturally unique. Right and designed to be sort of the center of the town, kind of.
0: I love that.
1: I mean, they weren't in the literal center, but, you know, oh, on the weekend, everybody's going to go to Sears. Everybody's going to go to Sears, these giant parking lots. who can blame
0: them? No, exactly. They got all these hot new appliances. Put stainless steel yeah. toaster ovens. People Who wouldn't had, want to spend your weekend looking at things? People never thing? heard of such things. Right, this was incredible stuff.
1: Yeah, and of course, now we visited this Sears in 2013, and the parking lot is mostly weeds.
0: So, on the back of all these cards, there are Sears facts. Yep. Here's the one from Oklahoma City. In 1886, station agent Richard Sears began selling watches at his North Redwood, Minnesota depot. The following year, he teamed up with watchmaker Oliva C. Roebuck. And in 1893, Sears Roebuck and Company was officially launched. That's the story. They did it. The two of them, they got together and they did it. Yep. I love that.
1: And over 100 years later, we're still living in their dream.
0: <laughs> you got another one there?
1: Yeah, I've got the Waterford, Connecticut, with some nice fall foliage.
0: I like it. Yeah, this is a fall and this Sears. Is, this we're is my, getting ready this for is winter. My,
1: this is my favorite Sears fact. From 1962 to 1971, a number of Sears stores carried original fine art, such as oil paintings and watercolors, at prices ranging from $10 on up to $3,000. <laughs> The collection was curated by none other than (laughs) Vincent Price. Why? Why did
0: Vincent Price, was he like an art curator in like another Uh, life?
1: No, he he actually is. And there's one of the, I just drove by it the
0: other day. Every Sears location has a bunch of oil paintings of vampires. (laughs) Are are you ready
1: for a a Vincent Price fact?
0: I love a Vincent Price fact. He
1: donated his art collection to it's one of the local city colleges crazy so you're just driving down east la-ish you're driving right on your right is like a jack-in-the-box and you look over and just attached to this community college (laughs) is this kind of nice looking glass building that's the vincent price art museum (laughs) that's crazy yeah it's totally crazy
0: god let's talk about not knowing things about people who (laughs) you've known for years let's do one more which one you want to do
1: Let's do Northwood, Ohio, the North most depressing-looking Sears. Yeah,
0: this is actually what I think of when I think of Sears. I grew up in Buffalo, New York, which I think you actually visited a yeah, Sears we, from we Buffalo. Had, yeah, pretty good one. That oh, was the double Sears. Yeah, explain a double Sears. What is a, a double, double Sears? A
1: double Sears, I think of Sears as having one logo per face, right, per side of the Sears. And this had two logos, uh, two entrances. Both of them had a Sears logo above them. Right. Just trust me, it was amazing.
0: Well, yeah, it's like a double rainbow, but for Sears... No, like completely. Yeah, it's a very brown... I almost want to say it's like if you took a, a pizza hut from the 80s and, like, stretched yeah. <laughs> it out, that would be this Sears. And, yeah, this kind of empty parking lot, this is what I think of when I think of yeah. Sears. Gray skies. And what's the back fact here?
1: The first Sears retail store opened at the company's headquarters in Chicago in February 2nd, 1925. It featured an optical department as well as a soda factory. And refreshment counter.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, they really were trying to make it a day. This is where uh, you. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to go eat and then come to Sears. No. They've got the refreshment. Yeah, there. they were
1: more like IKEA.
0: Right. They didn't think of those Swedish meatballs though. That no. was there. I
1: mean, I don't. I don't food. know what was on the menu. You know, I don't know what they had at their refreshment
0: counter. Maybe in a future set of Sears trading cards, we'll find <laughs> out. Sears foods. We're gonna go take a break, and when we come back, we'll be entering the exciting world of. Congo, the movie Two. Welcome to the exciting world of Congo, oh, the movie. Oh, man. So, this will be a rapid departure, I think, from Sears. Although, maybe not. Maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe there's a. Maybe uh, these cars will be as calming and. Maybe either. there's
1: like a movie tie in that we didn't know about.
0: Oh, this is true. All right. You know,
1: like the Man of Steel Sears promotion.
0: Is that a real thing? Yeah. Or is there a Sears in the movie Man of Steel? Yeah,
1: there's like a battle in front of the Smallville Sears. That's very funny. It's very funny. <laughs>
0: All right, let's see what we got here. Oh, these are premium. Oh, yeah.
1: I remember a couple of card series, like Batman Returns had the normal cards, that cardboardy feel. Right. And then you could buy a slightly more expensive premium version where the art filled up the whole card, no borders. And then there was a little stamp, a gold, <laughs> which is what these ones are. Yeah, these ones these have are, the gold got stamp. got like slick feel.
0: Yeah, this is upper deck. Upper deck is my experience of trading cards. They tend to do premium. So tend upper to really, deck. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the upper, upper part of the deck. Upper echelon. Yeah, the uh, 1% of trading cards yeah. with that are glossy with the little hologram stamp on them. I like this one a lot. Our heroes are in a raft of some kind on the raft. And a giant hippopotamus has his mouth open and it looks like he's about to eat them. And on the bottom it says, Hippos don't attack at night. So it looks huh. like they're attacking, but I guess it's during the day. So I guess this hippo is, is actually it does not look attacking. Like it's at night, unless... It looks like is that how hippos sleep with you know, their you're, you're... mouths open, about to devour humans. Oh wait, wait, wait.
1: There's information on the
0: back. Let's figure this Heading out. Heading
1: down the regora. Kahiga reassures Peter that the hippos are not dangerous at night. Shocked, Peter reminds Kahiga that it is daytime. In another boat, Karen, Homolka, and Monroe discuss the legend of Zinj and its reputed diamond mines. When Monroe scoffs at the proposition, Homolka offers proof a ring bearing an open eye symbol found in the Varunga region that matches the symbols found on a 14th century manuscript describing Zinj. I got to
0: tell you something. I'm getting so lost just hearing what you're talking. Have you seen the movie Congo? I've actually never seen it.
1: I have seen it. I remember watching it on a video and okay. then watching it on Netflix. Great. So when but you. I, don't have, I still have no memory of it. I remember them laser blasting gorillas. The gorillas.
0: I'm going to put you on the and endangered I know, species I, yeah, list. I've I know, seen some
1: clips. I know Ernie Hudson was in it,
0: which is great. And my
1: favorite, Laura Linney, was in it.
0: Uh I
1: remember that because – this is actually my clearest Congo memory (laughs) – is reading a movie review in the Sacramento Bee, kind of this weird angry tone. It was like, if you're going to hire Laura Linney to be in your movie and you're going to make her look like Laura Dern – and you're going to tell her, act like Laura Dern.
0: Why don't you just hire Laura Dern? Yeah, they couldn't get Laura Dern. <laughs> the Producers were so frustrated, or Laura Dern wanted a lot of money. Laura Dern knows what she's worth. She yeah. knew she was better than Kongo. maybe she
1: was like, <laughs> I just did Jurassic Park. It's the same thing.
0: <laughs> By the way, I'm just looking over at your cards. Did you get any cards with an ape on them of any kind? No. No, neither did I. I just wanted to point I that mean, out. I got
1: a Joe Don Baker card, which is close.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what does it look like?
1: It's a picture of Joe Don Baker. <laughs> kind of looking off into the distance. It's very
0: exciting. It looks very
1: uh, deep in thought.
0: Let me, can I see? Yeah, yeah there he is. <laughs> Featured Stars of Congo. So this is actually the rare card because this one has the copper. No, all,
1: all of mine are Stars of Congo.
0: Oh, shit. No, I don't have any of those. I see.
1: I guess the pack was not randomly
0: distributed, it was just <laughs> half and half. So the front is mostly with a little Congo logo on it with some eyes on it. I guess that's graphics from Congo. And on the back, it's a waterfall and then a map, half split in half. And it says, In the movies, Joe Don Baker has appeared on both sides of the law. He's been a soldier of fortune and a seeker of fame in such films as The Living Daylights, Cape Fear, The Natural, Fletch, and Cool Hand Luke. Yeah. See, this was before IMDb, so children who wanted to know- About Joe Don Baker. (laughs) Joe Don Baker's filmography, this was their only resource. This was the only way to accomplish that.
1: I got a Kathleen Kennedy card.
0: Ooh. Which I
1: think is pretty cool because now she's in charge of Star Wars.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. That's a good you point. Know?
1: And it all started here with a Congo trading card.
0: <laughs> if you look at the graph of her star meter rising, yeah. Congo trading card, 1995. And then it, it's just an up arrow. grows I Kathleen
1: Kennedy has a framed Kathleen <laughs> Kennedy trading card in her office <laughs> next to her actual awards and accolades.
0: And I hope that those two cards are linked to each other where if you could stick your hand through our Kathleen Kennedy card, and it would go to her office. There's a portal between two worlds.
1: You want to be able to travel <laughs> to, interdimensionally to, into Kathleen Kennedy's office.
0: Into Kathleen Kennedy's office. Is Say hello. Any, Tell her I appreciated the new Star Wars. That's a very particular <laughs> request. <laughs> Listen, we're talking the science fiction worlds of Congo and Sears. I think it's natural that my head went there. Oh, wow. Well, these
1: have in the corner. Do yours have this thing? I guess it's like a proof... Against counterfeiting.
0: Yes, and it's It's in the shape of Africa. Yeah,
1: it's this little holographic sticker. Yeah. In the shape of Africa... It says yeah, upper deck the when you. It's a card logo.
0: Yeah, that's great. This
1: holographic little Africa.
0: I feel the rain in holographic yeah. Africa. And if you don't see it there, then you
1: probably have a bootleg Congo.
0: <laughs> I know. Do you think that was ever a problem? Bootleg Congo trading card. No,
1: I think a bigger problem was probably landfill space. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we put these millions of trading cards that we made? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're trying to do something interesting. You're trying to turn some junk into art you're on kickstarter trying to make the jerry (laughs) orbach art car. Yeah,
1: so depending on when you listen to this, I'm either trying to raise money for this or have failed spectacularly. Or have or succeeded wonderfully. One of those three things. This
0: is something you may not know about the show. We don't have a huge audience, but we have a very affluent audience. So they're listening to oh, this on top of piles of money, holding of a snifter of brandy, I mean, thinking, clearly, what can I kickstart today?
1: I'm trying to raise the money to buy a big old boat of a car, an old sedan. You know, if you've been around Southern California, there's a huge going back decades, car culture. Like right. The pinstriping, the candy striping, the airbrushed portraits on the side of vans mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm trying to turn an old sedan <laughs> into a Jerry Orbach-themed kind of lowrider car. It won't actually ride low, but it will be that The look, style of car. That, that style look. of art, yeah. And it's about right now, there's like three days left. It's at 70%. Ah, we could do it. That's not. And yeah, that's not a... I'm not throwing in the towel, because right. it's close up, it's like, I think that's doable.
0: What's a great reward that somebody can get for donating well, and since, trying to create this amazing since vehicle since here? it's
1: a car right. I made a bunch of car related rewards kind of mutating Jerry Orbach with car stuff so I have a keychain that's laser cut out of wood <laughs> with his portrait the shadows are like rece- it's really this cool laser cut wood keychain
0: sounds awesome
1: uh, and Jerry Orbach air freshener it smells like roses you <laughs> on your mirror you remember the baby on board yeah. placards oh, i yeah. making Orbach on board
0: Orbach on board Orbach on
1: board let people know you have Jerry Orbach's ghost on board <laughs> or uh, the
0: real Jerry Orbach and some rare yeah cases, maybe, maybe? he
1: traveled through time and space. And some bumper stickers and <laughs> the, the high-end reward is a satin driving jacket, like in Drive, kind of, <laughs> with his portrait on the back. Because <laughs> my friend makes jackets and
0: stuff. That's cool. I like the idea that if you help make this car, a Jerry Orbach car, your car will become a Jerry exactly, Orbach car. Exactly. It's like a nice give and take, you yeah. know, with the Orbach. Yeah. And why Jerry Orbach? Because he's the best.
1: <laughs> Is I... he your
0: favorite Law & Order actor?
1: I mean, him and Sam Watterson. They're right. like
0: the two Primo legends. And, you know, the fact of... that he
1: passed away makes him the immortal spirit of Law & Order. <laughs> I love his character. Right. I love his persona. <laughs> And it's kind of a rare thing to see in terms of a TV hero is not usually just a kind of
0: cantankerous
1: hangdog. Hey, rah, rah. <laughs>
0: I love him. You have a strong love for a lot of interesting pop yeah, thing- culture things characters. Things that don't
1: receive that particular kind of love. If you painted your card for your favorite football team. Oh, look at my cool Star Wars card. I'd be like, right. of course, those are things that people are obsessed over. Right, like, so it makes sense. It's not a unique thing to obsess over. Right. And I like the idea of obsessing over something that is sort of overlooked or kind of unloved a bit. And like really I, that's that's kind of like the whole pop art tradition. If you go back to Andy Warhol, hey guys, I made a replica Brillo box. <laughs> Here's a thing you kind of overlook, but I'm gonna make you look at it. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna make you look at Sears. I'm gonna make you look at Jerry
0: Orbach. This is a little different, but my favorite of your drawing, we actually have a copy of, on our wall at home. Is it's Harrison Ford holding a black Lotus card from <laughs> Magic: The Gathering? Yeah, I just find the pairing very funny. Yeah,
1: because he's got his very intense <laughs> face. It's like this his very, Air Force very, One. Yeah, very yeah, it's a very close crop of his face and he's kind of holding up the card about to play it. Yes. And I will confess,
0: I didn't play Magic. I watched a bunch of my nerdy friends play it. You made the right call. You saved yourself a lot of money, my friend. No, (laughs) that's
1: exactly what my freshman year in high school, all the people I do from middle school who, you know, we end up going to the same high school together. I don't know who found it or decided everybody was going to be obsessed with Magic. (laughs) The start of high school for me was spent during lunch in math classrooms just watching people play Magic and being like,
0: what? Should Why? I?
1: Yeah, and I'm like, should I get some cards so I'm not just sitting here not doing anything? <laughs> I don't really want to do that. And then flash forward a year, and everybody was totally embarrassed that they did that. <laughs> they, they were really like, bizarre. oh, I can't believe. I, oh, my oh, God. Shit. And I'm like, well, I never, I never technically did. Not so. in my
0: high school the nerds in art school played it all through four or five years Um, (laughs) we collected a lot of those cards i had a sarah angel deck i had a goblin deck we sometimes opened up some really ridiculous collectible card game packs on the show and there are ones that are a lot worse than magic i can tell you that we could have been into the 24 collectible card game (laughs) what the hell considerably worse (laughs) coming soon to a future episode and where can folks get your drawings if they want to get prints
1: they can go to brandonbird.com and they should yeah because I've got cool stuff that you can buy cool drawings great books you can buy the sears fan club kit that has the training cards you can get sears prints you can get non-sears artwork
0: <laughs> it's your choice you're empowered we're yeah. empowering you to <laughs> choose between an awesome christopher walken drawing or a drawing of a sears
1: yeah so that's brandonbird.com or if it's easy to remember painteroflight.com
0: Ooh. Both are great. (laughs) You know, normally on the show, we do a segment where we trade, but honestly, I kind of, I don't want to trade any of my Sears Legends cards. I need to hold on to these forever. That's uh, fine, because
1: I made them, so I have a lot of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Terrific. Thank you so much, Brandon, for being on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for letting me talk about Sears and Jerry Orbach.
0: Absolutely. And Congo. Oh, come on. All the best things in life right here. Thank you to Meltdown Comics for hosting us, and thanks to Mason in the booth. Guys, this has been 2packs. Let's put some other podcasts on the endangered species list. Takes out Laser Blast. Other podcasts, I don't know. 2packs was produced and engineered by Mason Booker. Opening theme by Matt Myers, break music by Lee Rosevier, logo by Kenny Kyle. Like the show, rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us find new listeners as cool as you. Follow us on Twitter at 2packs podcast. That's T W O and me, at Jeffrey Golden, that's Jeffrey with a G. Special thanks to Meltdown Comics. I left a bunch of these cards at the store for you to take. I'm your host, Jeffrey Golden. Hey, be good to each other. Let's sing a little bit of the Sears jingle to close out. Do you have Sears? The- yeah. Come see the softer side of Sears.
1: Oh, I remember that now. For me, Sears is like a visual. Right. It's a visual and it's a state of being.
0: I have to tell you, though, that's kind of crazy that you visited 50 Sears and you did not remember the slogan. That's insane.
1: Because my attachment is to visiting Sears, (laughs) not like watching Sears Uh, commercials.
0: uh, That's a very funny, specific slice of Sears phantom.
1: Everybody should appreciate Sears in their own way.
0: Oh, that's very true. I'm going to stop Sears shaming you, Brandon. (laughs)